Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast. Hey, Star Chasers. This episode of Pimp Your Brilliance is brought to you by The Visionary Journal. The Visionary Journal is a goal-setting guide, mini vision board, and day planner. It provides a simple structure to help you break your goals into actionable steps that you can integrate into your daily life. Pre-orders are now open for the new and improved Galaxy Visionary Journal. For more information and to pre-order a copy, visit visionaryjournal.co. This is mini-sode number 15. For show notes or more information, you can find them at keepchasingthestars.com backslash M15. So welcome back, you guys. And I am so thrilled to be back. That break that I took, the two-month break, it was so needed. I really needed some time to think about where I wanted the show to go, get some time away from having to edit podcasts, because let's be honest, it can be a lot of work. And anybody who's thinking about doing a podcast, it's a ton of work, and it's really easy to get burnt out. So I'm happy to be back, and I'm so excited about all the guests that I have in the lineup for this season. I'm excited to hear your new feedback about the show and some of the things that I plan on changing. And overall, I'm just excited to be back here on the mic with you guys talking about what I feel like it's important to know about entrepreneurship and pimping your brilliance and doing your own thing. So yay, a few housekeeping things that I want you to know before we jump in today's episode. One, I did a survey some months ago about what you guys would like to see. And a few of you, or quite a few of you actually said that you wanted to see Pimp Your Brilliance merchandise. So I went ahead and created a small section of my store that has merchandise. And what's really cool and new in the store is Pimp Your Brilliance pens. You can get them in one of two colors. I have a pink and purple one, and then there's an all white one. They're super cute. So check them out. You can find the store at keepchasingthestars.com backslash shop. And that will show you a selection of Pimp Your Brilliance merchandise, including a mug and a t-shirt. So if that interests you, make sure you go to keepchasingthestars.com backslash shop. And that will take you to my store where you can grab some merch so that you can represent the show. So that's my first thing I want to tell you. Two. I am going to be opening up sponsorship slots very soon. So if you have a small business that's online, you want a shout out, you want a mini commercial on the show, then definitely stay tuned over the next couple of weeks because I will be dropping the link for you to get more information about that. And those are really my only showkeeping notes or those are my only housekeeping notes for now. As I said, I'm just excited to be back. And this is the first mini-sode of what I'm considering to be season two. And I feel like today's episode is going to be good for the simple fact that so many people are having a hard time getting it started this year. And I'm not going to lie, I have not been on my game this year. It's been a really rough 2018, and that feels crazy because we're only a month in. But the reality is the beginning of the year is difficult. I mean, you're coming off of the highs of holiday season and the closing out the year and all of the stuff that goes into there goes into that. And then you start a new year, fresh, shiny, and you're ready to get it started. And 
you know, nail the next year. But the reality is you're tired. Like you're tired from all of the stuff that it took to close out the previous year. And now you're expected to get a running start into a brand new year. So many people have said like January is a trial month for the year. They're using it to kind of rest and catch their breath and starting over for February. And I feel like this is a theme that happens every single year. It's not just this year in particular. A lot of people have these same feelings. I have these same feelings, especially because I run a store. And when you run a store, you realize that your life follows the seasons and the holidays. And so when it's really, really busy, you're really, really busy. And when there's a a downslide, you know, you're kind of taking that dive. So I'm right there with you guys as far as really feeling like I'm just starting to catch my stride and that January, my focus is really taking a look at what I want to do this year, honing in my routines, honing in my habits, my processes. And now I'm finally at a point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this. And let's, let's see how this is going to work. So if that is you, if you feel like you've been in that space, then I want to talk with you today about how to set your vision for the year ahead. Because maybe you have not already taken time to really think like, ooh, what do I really want to do this year? Maybe you have. And even if you have, it's not a bad thing to take some of the tips I'm going to share and make sure you cover all your bases. Because I know more than anything, if you want to get things done this year, if you want at the end of the year to look back on this entire year and just feel like, dang, I nailed it. I knocked this out the park. You need clarity and you're going to get clarity when you set your vision. So I have five steps. Some of them are harder than others, but it's five steps for how you set your vision for the year ahead. So let's just dive in. Step number one, close out the previous year. So you probably did this at work. There were things that you needed to finish in order to say like, this year is done. I finished everything. I'm caught up. Like the books are are up to date. I'm closing it and moving on. You need to do the same thing in your mental spaces. So do a mental recap of the previous year. If it helps, you can use a calendar or your planner to help you remember the events and experiences that you had this year. So this is where like journaling comes in handy when having a planner with, you know, important dates, um, conferences, different things that you did. This is why you should kind of have these things written down. But what you need to do is really think about like what things really stand out. All the things that stand out that like pop into your head about things that happen, good and bad, I want you to make a note of those and make a note of the highs. So what things like really had you on fire were amazing things that, you know, just blew your mind. What were the highs of the last year? And then also make a note of what were the lows? Like what just really sucked? What didn't go as planned? What happened that, you know, kind of threw you off your game? Make a note of both of those things. Once you do that, I also want you to make a list of like important lessons learned. So were there things that you learned this past year that it's like, dang, that is such an important lesson. I need to write that down and remember it so that I don't have to learn that lesson again. I did. Uh, One of my most important lessons that I learned in the previous year was just about giving people space to solve their own problems. Um, I find that in my family and friendship circles that people tend to come to me to vent and for advice. And sometimes I offer it. And sometimes I feel like, well, dang, that's something that's crazy that they're going through this thing and I'm going to help them fix this problem. 
But I realized when you take people's problems away from them, it doesn't give them the opportunity to figure out a, a solution and they find themselves back into that space. So that has been a huge lesson learned for me this past year. And I'm committed to not doing that again this year. So people's problems, I'm just, I'm listening. If they ask for advice, I offer, but I'm no longer in a space of trying to figure out solutions to other people's problems. So this is what I mean about important lessons learned. Like, what were they? What were these big lessons? Write those down, put these in your journal and marinate on them and commit to not doing them anymore. Commit to figuring out how to take yourself to the next level with the lessons that you learned. The final thing that I want you to do is think about what about the previous year do I want to take with me to next year? So if you had some awesome lessons that you learned, if you had some amazing experiences that you want to experience again or even take to the next level, write those things down. What about this year do I want to package up and bring with me into my shiny new year? And what things are you leaving behind? Because everything's a trade-off. So there's going to be some things left behind. So make notes of those things. And that's how you close out that year. Like now you have a baseline for what went really well. What did not go that well? What did you learn? What are you bringing? What are you leaving behind? Wrap it up in a tiny bow and put it on your mental shelf because now that year is closed. Step two, take inventory of where you are today. And I think that this is a thing that we tend to skirt over quite a bit when we set goals and plans for the new year, because we don't think about where we are today. We just think about where we're trying to get to. And that's beautiful. But sometimes when you do an inventory of where you are today, you realize like you got a lot of growing to do. There's a lot of hustle that needs to happen for you to get to the next level. So I feel personally It's best to know where you're starting from, what's your baseline, what are you measuring up against before you take on where am I trying to go? So this is actually something that I have in the Visionary Journal. There is a page that lets you set your focus areas for the year. And so this is where you choose six key areas of your life that you like to improve. And my thought process behind this is you are a well-rounded, multi-passionate person. Your business is not your entire life, you know. Your financial picture is not your entire life. You know, there's you have different facets to you. And so to honor those different facets, I want people to think about like six things, six key areas of their life that they want to take to the next level, that they want to grow in or that they want to improve. So when you're setting your vision, it's important to use these six areas as your baseline. So think about it like this. Here are six areas that you may want to inventory. Your family, finances, spirituality, career or business, love, happiness, maybe travel if that's important to you. Whatever those big areas of your life that you want to focus on, pick six. Once you've decided on those six areas, give them a rating, like rate yourself. How do you feel like you're doing so far in these areas on a scale of one to ten? One being not so good and 10 being like, oh my God, freaking amazing. I'm knocking this out of the park. If you can honestly give yourself a 10 in any of these areas, maybe that thing doesn't need to be on your list. I mean, you can leave it on there. But if there's another area that you can swap it out that you can improve upon, then now's your opportunity. 
Then think about those areas and jot down a few sentences about how you feel you're doing overall. So write out some thoughts. What areas or what things in this particular area are you really struggling with that you can focus on a bit and strengthen over the course of a year? What goals are you excited to work towards in each of these areas? Don't restrict yourself and try to write down like, you know, four to five sentences, a good healthy paragraph about each area. And once you have each area right now, you know, read those through and kind of figure out like, does this sound about right? Do you feel like, you know, this is something that you're going to be interested in improving? Which then takes you to step three, which is choose your goals. So now that you know your six areas, you need to set some goals for those areas. So again, in the Visionary Journal, I encourage people to choose one to two big picture goals for each focus area. So that would be like a healthy 12 goals for the year or maybe six if you only have like one really big goal that you want to focus on. But choose your goals. So you already know what areas of your life you want to improve. So now take those areas and set some healthy goals, some parameters to work within for the year ahead. And I'm not going to go too long into choosing your goals because I think for the most part, you know, the basics of goal setting, but do not worry because the next mini so we're going to dive into goal setting a bit more. So for now, choose your goals. And then we get on to step four, which is write your vision statement. So you have already closed out the year. You've taken inventory of where you are today. You've chosen the six focus areas. You have chosen a few goals. So now you need to write a vision statement. So this is where you really sit with yourself and you think and you visualize and you meditate and you close your eyes and you really think like, what would I most like to accomplish this year? What do I believe I'm capable of achieving in my life, in my business, given the right circumstances, resources, and motivation? Like, what do you want? What does that look like for you? This is not a time to go looking at like, your creative neighbors' Instagrams. This is not a time to be checking out your faves' blogs. This is just solely focused on you. Your vision is about you and where you see your life and where you are headed. So you need to be focused on things that reflect you. Think about what brings joy and happiness into your life. What about your work or your career brings you happy happiness? What... How can you make more space for these types of things in your life? This is the type of stuff that I want you to be thinking about answers to as you visualize what the next 365 days, or actually at this point, since it's in February already, it's not quite 365 days, but you understand. What does the next year ahead hold for you? After you have sat, meditated, visualized, you've gotten a mental picture for this, I want you to use your answers to some of those questions and write a short statement that describes how you envision your ideal life over the next year. So your vision statement should include an overall description of your ideal life, including things like that light your fire, what matters most to you, what you plan to accomplish, you know, what type of year you want to leave behind, all of those things. And then once you have your vision statement down on paper, you can use those things to help you strengthen the goals that you set. 
because your vision statement and your goals are all about how you see yourself becoming, how you see your business growing, how you're living the life that you want to live. So this is an excellent time for you to make sure that the work that you're doing, the habits that you're building, the routines that you're creating, that they all stand in support of your vision and your goals. And you need to be really disciplined when making decisions and choosing things and make sure that they reflect your overall vision. Now, I feel like the vision statement is kind of like one of those tough things because people are really resistant to have to do that tough mental work and it can feel really frivolous. But again, as I said in the beginning, clarity is super important. If you want to achieve anything major, you need to be really, really, really clear about where you're headed. That's going to help you make better decisions. That's going to help you trim the fat and not focus on small things that you shouldn't be worried about. But once you get the vision statement done, my last step is for you to create a physical reminder. And the best tool I know for this is a vision board. So in the visionary journal, in the front, there is a space for you to make a mini vision board. It's one of my favorite things about this particular tool that I've created, because not only do you put all of your goals and your focus areas and your weekly plans, you also have your mini vision board in the front that you can customize and put pictures in to really help you stay motivated and focus on where you're headed for the year. So with the vision board, it is a visual representation of your vision. I know a lot of people like to cut magazines and take pictures from there, and there's nothing wrong with that. I actually do that as well. But I like to actually start my vision board off with a picture of myself. So in the the Visionary Journal, there's multiple pages for this. So the first page is a picture of myself. It's my word of the year. It's my theme or my motto for the year. Like if I have a mantra or affirmation, that first page is just all about me. So I like to cover that page. And like I said, pictures of me, things that I really want, um, experiences that I've had in the previous year that were really meaningful to me. If it was like a trip and I have like a, a favorite picture, I might put that on there. But overall, your vision board is just a visual reminder of what you wrote down in your vision, what you said your goals are. So I like to break my vision board up into sections for each goal. So that way it's not just like a smattering of pictures on the page. And because I use the visionary journal for that, it's actually a bunch of like mini vision boards. I think there ends up being like six little mini vision boards of different pages for the different areas of my life that I want to focus on. But you fill those pages with things that inspire you, things that remind you of your vision, things that are going to help you stay on track. If you're not a person who wants to do a whole vision board, you can do like a private Pinterest board and pin things from the internet onto it. If that still doesn't work for you, maybe you have, um, you know, one picture that you choose that you feel like represents where you want to be, and you can use that. The ladies at Being Boss do a, what they call the chalkboard method. It's not quite a vision board, but I like the idea of it because it's, it's a similar thing. You know, it's a physical reminder So you could actually do something like that, like take a chalkboard or a whiteboard and write out parts of your vision statement or, you know, stick a couple a picture of yourself and like your affirmation or your word of the year, whatever it is. The whole thing, the whole point here is that 
you need to get something in your space that reminds you of your vision and where you're headed for the year ahead. Because again, and I can't overstate this, clarity is everything. The clearer you are about where you're headed, the easier it is going to be for you to get there. The better that you can see it, the easier it is going to be for you to believe it. And that is how you set a vision for the year ahead. So I hope you guys take my advice and go do a couple of these things. If you already have created a vision board, I would love to see it. Definitely tag me on social. Use the hashtag Pimp Your Brilliance. Hashtag Pimp Your Brilliance, all one word. And I'll be on the lookout to see what you guys have done. And that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you love the show, make sure you grab the Be Brilliant Guide where I share the keys to success for my most popular guests. Download it at keepchasingthestars.com backslash brilliant. Now go out there and pimp your brilliance.